0: Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 tells us that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all wisdom and knowledge. Welcome to The Reconciled Mind, the podcast where faith, science, history, archaeology, and personal testimony come together to reveal the full image of the invisible God. Each and every week my mission on the reconciled mind is to bring engaging content and engage in honest and open discussion with believers in the church of jesus christ today but i just want to let everyone know as a general disclaimer that all views that are expressed on this episode and subsequent episodes that are expressed by myself are those of my opinion and the insight that the lord has provided to me as i have studied as such from the holy bible the word of god Hello, good brothers and good sisters in Christ. Welcome back to the first episode of The Reconciled Mind in a very long time. My sincerest apologies that it's been so long since recording my last episode. There's been so many things going on over the past number of months, but God has been so awesome to me and my wife, and God is taking us into new... um, territory with ministry, and God is getting ready to move powerfully in our lives, and I'm so excited for it. To those of you out there who know me personally, um, the reason why I took a long um, vacation, if you will, not really a vacation, but a sabbatical away from podcasting was because I've been studying intensively for my ordained minister's exam, and I actually just took it um, a couple days ago, and God has been good. I passed with flying colors, and now I'm an officially recognized ordained minister through the Church of God based out of Cleveland, Tennessee, so God has been absolutely awesome, and I'm excited to see where God is going to take my wife and I in this new journey, and I hope you guys out there will celebrate that wonderful um, accomplishment in Christ with me. God has just been so awesome, and I can't tell you how I can never stop telling you about how good God is and no matter what we may be going through it's not about how big our problem is but it's about how big the Lord is in our lives and he can drive us and guide us through any problem that we face. So in today's episode we're actually going to be continuing our discussion on the controversial subject of unidentified aerial phenomena and UFOs. For years For decades, really, the stigma of UFOs has been linked to the statements such as bringing out your tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories and government cover-ups and all sorts of different um, things that immediately come to mind when we hear those words. But in today's episode, we're actually going to be discussing the Pentagon UFO report that was released last summer on June 25th, 2021. So today's episode is going to be absolutely interesting and insightful. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. right, everybody, welcome back. So, on today's show we're going to be discussing... None other than the big report itself, the Pentagon UFO report from June 25th, 2021. The subject of highly publicized news reports in the number of months prior in building up to this uh, significant release. So, to those of you who might not be aware, it was actually um, United States President Donald Trump that actually signed... This legislation into law with the, um, with the last uh, bill that gave us the, I believe, the $600 stimulus checks, that included a provision for the various agencies involved in the federal government that were investigating unidentified aerial phenomenon to actually release it what information they had to the public. So this is the preliminary fruits, if you will, of the government's investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena. So, in terms of basic history, there was actually a golden age of UFO investigation um, within the federal government called Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book was a government program that actually was a significant um, era of UFO study in history that started in 1952 and ended by December 1969 Um, the conclusion of that report was that um, UFOs were not deemed a threat to national security in any form at least at that time and they decided with those Revelations, if you will, that funding for such research was no longer necessary. So then we saw the expansion and rise of other UFO research organizations, called such as um, NICAP and MuFON or the Mutual UFO Network. So, with this new report that came out this past summer, I must say it was it was very fascinating to read what it had to say. It's only a brief report, nine pages long, so it's not like you'll fall asleep in reading um, the reports, if if you will. So I, would, I wanted to kind of cover s- some basic aspects of the report with you guys today in our discussion on the subject matter. So the report covered a survey of time from 2004 to 2021, and there's a number of eye-opening things that are emphasized in this report first under the executive summary section there's actually bold wording that says the limited amount of high-quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAP so it's kind of right there it almost seems like they're saying like well That's kind of their way of covering up, of saying, basically, we don't know what these things are. Well, not covering it up, but just saying right off the bat, we don't know what these things are. So I found that kind of funny, but... There's been 144 different UFO sightings classified in this report, or described in this report, and 143 of them are unidentified. The one event that was actually described with certainty was actually a a balloon, if you will. So it's interesting with what this report has to say. I'm sure you've probably seen plenty of television specials or maybe listened to podcasts out there that may have discussed this subject matter, but I wanted to make sure that we tackled this because it's a significant piece of our discussion here. So. Another significant aspect of the report is that these craft, in bold letters, and I'm just going to quote the report again, it says UAP clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to US national security. It goes on to say that safety concerns primarily center on aviators contending with an increasingly cluttered air domain. UAP would also represent a national security challenge if they are a foreign adver- if they are foreign adversary collection platforms or provide evidence a potential adversary has developed either a breakthrough or a disruptive technology. That statement right there is a complete one eighty from what Project Blue Book gave us near All those decades ago and and going deeper into the report they continually emphasize that you know available reporting is largely inconclusive because you know people aren't going out there just for the sole purpose of studying UFOs but that may very well be a change in the works Um, senator Marco Rubio was actually one of the largest proponents in getting a committee organized to take the study of UAPs seriously and I must say I I absolutely respect Senator Rubio for doing that because if these things pose a threat to national security we as the citizens and the United States need to know what's going on and respond accordingly to these because it would be a major a major issue of national security concern if a foreign adversary had actually leapfrogged us in acquiring more advanced technology and our intelligence sources couldn't even pick up on it. But continuing on, they also make the distinction that of these 144 reports, 80 reports involved observation with multiple sensors. Now that's another interesting characteristic of this article because with 80 of them being involved in... with Multiple sensors observing these craft, the fact that they still remain unidentified is very eye opening to me. Um, But they have this um, interesting box labeled as UAP Collection Challenges. So, as you can guess, one of them is socio cultural stigmas, as they put it, or to put it in layman's terms, the People are afraid of being labeled as a conspiracy nut or a psychopath or something to that effect or wearing too many tinfoil hats. So. The first bullet point of this section says that narratives from aviators in the operational community and analysts from the military and IC describe disparagement associated with observing UAP, reporting it, or attempting to discuss it with colleagues. Although the effects of these stigmas have lessened as senior members of the scientific, policy, military, and intelligence community engage on the topic seriously in public, reputational risk may keep many observers silent, complicating scientific pursuit of the topic. So they attribute a large reason as people not wanting to report what they see. In recent years, I will admit, we have seen a significant shift in public perception of the stigma of reporting UFOs because of the number of quote-unquote credible witnesses that have come forth. You look at the example of the 1997 Phoenix Lights incident and these these weren't people that were just looking for 15 minutes of fame, especially on the wide scale that it was observed. People from all walks of uh, civilian life, from people that worked at airports to um, military people to doctors, lawyers. Um, Congre- um, local um, congressional board members and other such um, professional individuals were coming forth and describing um, unidentified aerial phenomena. So that's just a small um, one of the more significant examples, but more credible more credible witnesses have been coming forward, and that's that has been leading to a significant decline in the stigma of anybody reporting a UFO as being labeled a you know just a a crazy spook or a nut or vice versa but they also say that the sensors on current US military platforms or aircraft are not designed to fulfill um, just a research mission mission of trying to figure out what UAP are and vice versa and then just a number of different factors involved but They do emphasize the fact though, that there were some potential patterns that emerged from what research they had. They, the report states the following, Although there was wide variability in the reports and the dataset is currently too limited to allow for detailed trend or pattern analysis, there was some clustering of UAP observations regarding shape, size, and particularly propulsion. UAP settings also tend to cluster around U.S. training and testing grounds, but we assess that this may result from a collection bias as a result of focused attention, greater numbers of latest generation sensors operating in those areas, unit expectations, and guidance to report anomalies. Now, that little bit there was pretty interesting to me. It, it I think that th- In some way it's almost like they're trying to diminish the credibility of the military witnesses that have come forth as just as basically as nothing but bias that I mean this is the exact words that they use collection bias with focused attention but I don't agree with that assessment I I feel that these um, individuals representing our own military put themselves at great risk in coming forward to report these phenomenon i think with the videos and different um evidence that keeps coming to the surface is bringing to light that these are a real thing and that they should be treated seriously and and i think really if With this report I think it's only the beginning of more interesting content to follow but I would say as the church the time is now that we need to rise up and really study these things and see what's really going on how is God involved in all this Um, where do they come from what do they want do the scriptures talk about them in the next number of episodes we're actually going to be addressing those subjects but um, the report also goes on to say that of course UAP lack um, a single explanation but they come up with four or five distinct categories one is airborne clutter two there's national natural um, atmospheric phenomena two or, I mean a uh, three USG or industry developmental programs uh, that's described as um, being attributable to uh, developments and classified programs by u.s entities but in that same classification though this report says we are unable to confirm however that these systems accounted for any of the uap reports we collected so in layman's terms they're saying they can't conclude that any of these craft that were spotted were of our own that is very eye-opening the fourth category is foreign adversary systems. So as, as you can guess that's um, technology um, that may have been developed by a foreign power such as China, Russia, or another nation, or a non-governmental entity possibly. Um, and then the last category is other of which basically that's those craft that can't be identified. But as the report concludes they underscore the point that uap threaten flight safety and possibly national security if these are crap that we can't even identify from our own from our own um you know armed services branches and such that's a very um significant problem if i were if i were in that position i'd want to know if they were ours or not and i would my eyes definitely open when i read that aspect of the report and this report's available to download you can just google it and it's available in the public domain of course but they in conclusion the the report says in regard to ongoing airspace concerns the the report says when aviators encounter safety hazards they are required to report these concerns depending on the location volume and behavior of hazards during incursions on ranges pilots may seize their tests and or training and land their aircraft which has a deterrent effect on reporting uh, the UAPTF, or the unidentified aerial phenomena task force i believe if that's correct has 11 reports of documented instances in which pilots reported near misses with UAP so basically they almost uh, bit the dust by almost running into one of these craft while they're on one of their missions and then under potential national security challenges they conclude the following we currently lack data to indicate any UAP are part of a foreign collection program or indicative of a major technological advancement by a potential adversary we continue to monitor for evidence of such programs given the counterintelligence challenge they would pose, particularly as some UAP have been detected near military facilities or by aircraft carrying the USG's most advanced sensor systems. So, basically, the report wraps up saying we need more sophisticated testing and vice versa, but the question is, who are they? What are they? Why are they here? Who do you guys think they are? I'm, I'm curious to hear what you as the my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ have to say on this. How should we respond to them? I will say that in my research on this subject matter that UFOs have been spotted significantly hovering over facilities that housed um, nuclear warheads and nuclear uh, weapons-based material, and Um, contents. And I find that very fascinating. Who knows? Are these um, craft from another dimension? Um, Do they need a source of nuclear power to power their craft to get to wherever it is they're going? It's an interesting thought, but at this point, it's pretty much all just speculation. But hopefully in the coming months, we'll find out a little bit more information. I doubt it, but you never know. We can be dreamers, right? But Anyway, apparently there was a November 11th article today um, indicating that, well not today, but there was a very recent article within the past couple days indicating that the another report's going to be released that provides more in-depth descriptions based on the analyses of these reports. So hopefully that will bring a little bit more to the surface, but I hope you found uh, today's episode really interesting, and I can't wait to engage in this dialogue more with you as we engage the subject of UFOs and how we as Christians should respond to this very fascinating subject. So, you guys, once again, are always awesome, and thank you for listening to what God put on my heart this week, and hopefully um, we'll have some more details as information is made available. So... As usual, you guys be blessed and may the graces and the highest riches, spiritual riches of Christ be upon you wherever you go. God bless you all and thank you so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.